All right, Bible and Daily Lifers. We are going through the New Testament in a year, and we're in the book of Hebrews. And we've been doing it for 10 minutes a day. You know, the last one we did, we did 11 minutes and 59 seconds. You know, we usually do it under 10 minutes, and lately in Hebrews, we've been doing it like seven minutes. I think we even did one for six minutes, and then we had to go and do 11.59. So uh, here we are. We are in chapter seven of the book of Hebrews. And if this is not a difficult passage to understand and explain, then there are no difficult passages in the Bible to understand and explain. So let's get into it, see what we can do with it. Chapter 7, the book of Hebrews. This Melchizedek was king of Salem. Melchizedek is high priest forever. He's a forever high priest, not a temporary high priest, not one who has a career from age 25 to 65. Although in Israel, it seemed like they stopped him at about the age of 50. That's when you would stop your um, general duties, um, and certainly at least your military duties. Um, this Melchizedek was king of Salem and priest of the Most High God forever. So again, we have careers that span 40 years, 50 years. Some people, I was uh, talking to a lady the other day. She said, I've been running this business for 53 years. That's a long time. Uh, Melchizedek, he's priest forever. Well, this priest, he met Abraham, so you got to go back into the Old Testament, right? He met Abraham when he was returning from the defeat of the kings, and he blessed him. Well, this was the battle where he went and rescued his nephew Lot, and he's returning. Abraham wins the battle, and when he wins the battle, this priest, Melchizedek, comes and meets him, and he blessed him. And Abraham gave him a tenth of everything. Abraham tithed to him. Tenth means, tithe means tenth. Some people think tithe means giving and religious giving or something. It means tenth. You can't tithe unless you're giving 10%. That's a tithe. You can give, you can give offerings, you can do all kinds of things. But if you tithe, you're giving 10%. So um, he gave him a tenth of everything. Now, we get some explanation about this Melchizedek. First, the name Melchizedek means a king of righteousness, all right? And then also king of Salem. Well, that would be Jerusalem, Jerusalem, king of peace, means the king of peace. He didn't have a father or mother. Well, something different about this guy that has no father or mother. Who could this be? Without genealogy, no family tree. Without beginning of days, it didn't start somewhere. Or end of life. He resembled the Son of God and remains a priest forever. Hmm. Who is this Melchizedek that appeared to Jesus? That, that appears as Jesus. Oh, I gave it away. It's Jesus. Melchizedek is Jesus. <laughs> Just think how great he was. Even the patriarch Abraham gave him a tenth of all of his plunder. Now, the law requires that the descendants of Levite, who are priests, to collect the tithes from the people, that is, from their fellow Israelites, even though they also are descended from Abraham. But this man, however, did not trace his descent to the priest Levi, yet he collected a tenth from Abraham. He collected a tenth from Abraham, and he blessed him, who had the promises. So Abraham tithes to this priest. Who is he? 
without beginning, without end. Well, it tells us that Abraham met him. There's a thing called theophanies. Theo being God. The fanny, the theophany. Um, God appearing in the flesh. We call it the incarnation. There seem to be several theophanies in the Old Testament where Jesus appears, God appears, to people in the Old Testament. And you'll see this often when the Tetragrammaton, which is I am, the name of the Lord, uh, you'll see it in the Old Testament. It will be when it's all in capitals. L-O-R-D is all in capitals. Um, sometimes the Lord appears in bodily form to people, theophanies. And it seems that the theophany here is that Jesus appeared to Abraham. And in the order of Melchizedek, a priest forever. Well, we have a priest, but we don't have a priest that gets tired. We don't have a priest that, that was born and has to take days off and belongs to the union. And what did we say before? Comes late to work uh, because he got caught behind a school bus. Not at all. In verse 7, it says, going on about him tithing. Abraham tithing to this Melchizedek. And without a doubt, the lesser is blessed by the greater. So Melchizedek was greater than Abraham, who's the patriarch of all of the people, of the Jewish people and the people of God. In one case, the tenth is collected by the people who die, but in the other case, by him who's declared to be living. Jesus is alive. One might say that Levi, who collects the tenth, the priest, paid the tenth through Abraham. Because when Melchizedek met Abraham, Levi was still in the body of his ancestor. If perfection could have been obtained through the Levitical priesthood, the, the giving of all of those sacrifices, the killing of all of those animals, the cutting up of all of those animals. Indeed, the law given to the people established that priesthood. Why is there still a need for another priest to come in the order of Melchizedek, not the order of Aaron? Not these priests that were only a picture of what was to come being a mediary between people and God and making sacrifices for us and, and, and spilling the blood so that we could be righteous and we could stand before God. Wasn't good enough. Would never end killing all of those animals. For when the priesthood is changed, the law must change also. The priesthood is changed. No longer do we need these earthly priests interceding for us and making sacrifices for us. We have a priest forever, who has no father or mother, no natural genealogy, who has no beginning of days. He's from everlasting to everlasting. He of whom these things are said to belong to a different tribe and from, uh, and from no one from that tribe has ever served at the altar. For it's clear that our Lord descended from Judah in regards to the tribe of Moses and nothing about the priests. And what we have said is even more clear. If another priest like Melchizedek appears, the one who has become a priest, not on the basis of the regulation of the sanctuary, not being appointed as one, but on the basis of the power of an indestructible life, Jesus' life, indestructible. For it's declared, you are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Jesus is our forever priest. Jump down to verse 23. Now there have been many of those priests, 
since death prevented them from continuing in office, they couldn't do it for their forever. They died in office. But because Jesus lives forever, he has a permanent priesthood. We have a permanent priesthood. He does not sleep nor slumber, but he watches over us. Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him because he is always living to intercede for us. Such a high priest meets our need. One who is holy, he's blameless, he's pure, he's set apart from sinners, he's exalted above the heavens. He's not like the other priests. He doesn't need to offer sacrifices day after day, first for his own sins and the sins of the people. No, he sacrificed for their sins once and for all. The sacrifice is complete. There never needs to be another one again. No human effort at it. Just put that on the spine of your Bible. No human effort added. <laughs> for the law appoints as high priests men who in their weak in all their weakness, but the oath which came after the law appointed the Son who has been made perfect forever. We have a forever priest. Praise the Lord. Jesus is better. What does it say in, in Hebrews 1? Better than the prophets, better than the angels, better than the tabernacle, better than the temples, better than the priests, better than the rest. Better than the high priest, he's better than everything. Thank you, Jesus, our forever priest. Wow, thank you. Let's move on, Book of Hebrews. See you soon. Bless you guys.